North Carolina. This is Packers Live Sports Show with Benjamin Denton and John Hinton. And we're coming at you live from the WKNC studios on the beautiful, awesome, amazing campus of North Carolina State University on 88.1 WKNC HD1 FM. Raleigh. Oh, yeah. I'm Benjamin Denton. I'm John Hinton. And we are absolutely stoked. Thrilled, ecstatic to be coming at you live on one of the premier college radio stations in the nation, keeping you up to date with the latest and the greatest with all of NC State sports. John, how's it going? It's going pretty well, Benjamin. How are you on this fine Friday? I am doing fantastic because, as you said, it's Friday. Another perk with having the show at the new time slot this year is that it's Friday, and I love Fridays. It's a short day for me, and it's... The weekend. We right. have- Friday is actually my busiest day of the week, believe it or not, because I work uh, in the morning, and then I do the show, and mm-hmm. then I work at night. So wow. Okay. Basically, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All good, though. All good. Well, we have a lot coming up this weekend because it's a weekend, and the weekends are awesome, but what's on the docket for the show today? Well, we're going to start out with uh, a cross-country preview, cross-country season getting started pretty soon. We're definitely going to talk about some men's and women's soccer. Mm-hmm. They've been killing it recently. Women's volleyball as well is in season right now. They've been doing pretty well. We're also going to talk about some football because, mm-hmm. as you know, college football, the season started last night officially, but most most teams are starting tomorrow, yeah. September 1st. On Saturday. That's so yeah. perfect, it being the first day of September because that's football yeah, season. Yeah, it really is. But we'll talk about that later in the show right now. You're not going to hear this anywhere else. We're going to talk about some Wolfpack cross-country. That's right. I know last week we talked about preseason rankings and my, of course, dislike for them. But <laughs> in cross-country, I think it's fine. because well, Why? It helps us be more informed about... Yeah. You know, anyway, like this, it's, there's not a playoff that's voted on and stuff like that. You have to qualify and stuff. I agree with you, but for a different reason. Because I think um, sports like cross-country track and field and swimming they're all based on time they're mm-hmm. all based on the clock they're not really based on you know judgment uh any kind of like subjective it's all objective you know yeah. so like exactly yeah yeah that's exactly, exactly what i yeah. meant there you go that's exactly what i meant of course it is so thank you for uh explaining that better than i could so preseason <laughs> top 25 of cross country we have the men's and women's um teams are ranked in the top 25 the women's team is ranked 6th in the country in the preseason, and the men's is ranked 21st. And with um, women's has won the ACC championship the last two years and also the Southeast Regional. And um, this year, they are also picked to win the ACC and the Southeast Regional. The men's team is predicted to finish third in the ACC and Southeast Regional. And in 2017, uh, just to kind of recap on last year, the Wolfpack women uh, advanced to the NCAA championship for the 31st time in program history. Um, we had an All-American, Ellie Hennes, and we also finished eighth, which was program's third straight top 10 finish. And the men finished 17th in 2017. That's our highest national finish in seven years since 2011. We are returning four scorers from those same national championships Ian Shanklin, Elijah Moskovitz, Joe Bistrich, and Patrick Sheehan. If you listened to us last year, you know that those those guys are big names and they're freaky fast. Yeah, and on the women's <laughs> side, along alongside with Ellie Hennis, we have Dominique Clermondi, Beth Tay, and Ryan Frazier all scored uh, last year at the national meet. So cross country 
is about to tear it up once the season starts uh, September 14th, if I'm not incorrect. That's right. Yeah, we're opening 28 competitions September 14th, excuse me, September 14th, as Benjamin said, at Wake Med Soccer Park in Cary, NC. That's the Adidas Cross Country Challenge, which, of course, is a lot of teams. That's how cross country does mm-hmm. it. Not just dual meets, more, you know, three-team meets, four-team meets, mm-hmm. big challenges like this. It's exciting. There's a lot of runners. Yeah, yeah. and uh, sometimes they're early in the morning as well. So moving on, men's soccer, we had a huge, and I mean a huge week in soccer, both the men's and women's side. But we're going to start this off with the men's side because they opened the season Friday. That was one week ago. We were talked about it on last week's show against USC Upstate, and we came out of that with a 3-1 win. Yeah, uh, ranked 23rd in the country. We opened 1-0 and for the second straight year. Uh, we beat the Spartans of South Carolina Upstate 3-1. to Like Benjamin said, Ivy Brisma scored his first career goal in the seventh minute, and from that point, the Wolfpack did not relinquish the lead. David Laura got a turnover at midfield. He played a pass on the left side to Brisma, who got past one defender on the left-hand side. Keeper tried to slide tackle the ball away, but nothing doing with the Wolfpack. Yeah, the deflection landed right back at Brisma's feet, and it was just easy money right there for the first goal of the game. It's a layup. I mean, yeah, it's like you don't miss your layups in basketball. You don't miss your gimmies in soccer. Yeah, you got to take keepers advantage. Keepers down, open yeah. net. Keepers down, open net. I actually I saw a highlight from a, a European league. I'm not sure which one it was. It was pretty mm-hmm. small. But a keeper, it was in, uh, it was a, I, I don't know which country it was, but the keeper came out and tried to slide tackle and just, and he like got a penalty. Really? And like the announcers were like, oh, he's cracked under the pressure. And I just thought it was the funniest My, call I've ever heard. But I, I, that's so random, but I just had to say it. Well, since we're talking oh, he's about, he's cracked under the pressure. <laughs> since we're talking about keeper stories, my cousin uh, played a keeper in high school over in Atlanta, Georgia for Tucker High School. And, um, he was pretty good. He's like 6'4", and uh, he was really good as a high school keeper. And one time, he came out and just flattened somebody, like a football, shoulder into their chest, nice. flattened them Yeah, as a keeper. Get a penalty? He got the penalty because he stayed on the ground down. It was a big collision, and he just laid on the ground so they wouldn't eject him for how blatantly how blatant wow. his um his just his tackle huh. of the guy that was coming at him strategy I and mean, he got away with it all the parents really? on the sideline <laughs> were going up to my uncle oh he's down are you gonna go out there and my uncle's like no no he's fine he's fine trust me <laughs> he's, he's fine. fine yeah i mean he's like six four so he was fine anyway yeah so anyways back, back yeah, on go track ahead. tyler gabara doubled the lead in the 32nd minute just 51 seconds after being subbed into the game yeah manny perez uh sophomore he was a great freshman last freshman year, of the year all acc freshman of the year he took a long ball down the right sideline, beat his defender. That's his game. He's speedy. He's our striker. Dribbled the ball to the right post, crossed to a cutting Gabara, slammed it in from the left side. We beat him with speed, it seems. Like, yeah, this and just a little more talent fast. just because we're, we're NC State. Yeah. And they're USC upstate. Yeah, but I mean, talent and speed. It's, yeah. it's like the perfect combination. We play and like great a, coaching. A, a very great coaching, great coaching, a very aggressive style mm-hmm. of offense. You know, that fast break, that counterattack off the corner. I think it's a really exciting game to play, mm-hmm. especially with all the great teams that we're playing recently because those counterattacks, they can change a game in a minute. It can be a, a swing from, you know, oh man, they're about to score, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, yeah. And we're coming yeah. off a of World Cup summer, which means attendance in the U.S. Yeah. for soccer <laughs> games is always way up. And speaking of that, there was nearly 2,000 people at Dale Soccer Field to watch that 3-1 to win. So shout-outs to y'all for going out and supporting the pack there. 
The Spartans did pull it within one early in the second half, but Brad Sweeney, he pretty much sealed it in the 74th minute with a friggin' awesome <laughs> free kick. It was 22 yards out. It was a penalty just outside the box. He was maybe a yard and a half or two yards off the end line. So on the side, yeah. impossible angle. The keeper only yeah. set up a one-man wall, and he curved it in right over the keeper. Oh, yeah. Just blasted it. It was a fantastic shot to put the game away in the 74th minute with a 3-1 lead. Friday's match, that was the first collegiate start for Ivy Brisma and Pepe Garcia. Aiden Foster and Caleb Martinez came on as substitutes. Their first appearances for NC State. All around a great first game for the pack. Like he said, almost 2,000 fans at the game. Not as many uh, fans at this away game, but oh, we still no. got the victory. This away game, <laughs> we went to the Akron Zips of Ohio, Zip. hometown of LeBron James, yep. <laughs> ranked number two in the country, coming off of a college cup appearance. We went on the road. When I searched NC State Akron soccer on YouTube, mm-hmm. first thing that comes up is a video Akron Athletic Department put out for their soccer team. Soccer is a big deal for this game versus oh, us. Yeah. Just those typical promos that you see for football teams, they mm-hmm. did it for their soccer team. I mean, soccer is actually really big in Ohio. Oh, yeah. Like, just, yeah. It's, Akron's good. Yeah. Number two in the country. Akron's good. They got good. Like Columbus, and a great you know MLS who team. You know who didn't care? We didn't care. NC State <laughs> soccer team went in You're there right. and just beat them two to wait for it. Zip two to zero win. <laughs> two to zip for like NC that. State men's soccer over the number two team in the country. It is the third top five win for NC State soccer under Coach Greg Kiefer, who's qualified again for what eleven straight NCAA yeah. tournaments. Yeah, including his ten years, I think, at UCF or U- USF. USF. Yep, yeah, USF. Machado and Foster, they both scored in the first half, 14th and 37th minute, respectfully. That just, it, I mean, it speaks to our aggressive style. You know, oh, yeah. you get those goals in the first half, and then uh, you pack it in on defense in the second half. Uh, Akron was only able to muster nine shots, only one on target. Um, it snapped an 18-game home unbeaten streak. Akron. Yeah, they so. really were not ready for the pack of wolves yeah. that descended upon them last Monday. Yeah. I actually so I was I was doing homework and I checked my phone and I have it Twitter set for notifications on the Pack is Life Twitter, which you yeah. should go follow us, Pack is Life NCSU, so that we can keep you up to date with all those non revenue sports. And I saw we were leading uh Akron two to zero at the half. I was like, I'll drive over to campus yeah. and watch it. And it wasn't until I got to campus and I was no one was at the soccer field and I was like, Oh, and I checked Twitter, and it was a road game. So I drove all the way to campus for nothing. That's how much I love NC State soccer, guys, because we did have 2,000 people at the other game. So, um, that again, the 18-game unbeaten streak for Akron. On the first goal that we had, uh, David Lohr, he led the team in assists last year. He was an ACC All-Freshman. Had a diagonal ball. He played it to Pepe Garcia on the left wing. Garcia played it ahead to Brisma, who beat two defenders, and he crossed the ball into the penalty area to an onrushing Machado, who just took a slight deflection and put it into the net past the goalkeeper, Ben Lund. Yeah. Up next, though. We have NC State will host two consecutive matches at Dale Soccer Stadium. You better support like you did the first game. We're taking on Presbyterian tonight, ranked 14th in the country. We are undefeated against them all time. They're 0-2 this season and uh, 4-0 record, uh, plus 4 goal differential. We're tied for the best in the ACC with Pittsburgh with those 3-1 and 2-0 victories. So. Yeah, there's a couple of promotions going on at tonight's game, um, which I'm going to try to go to. 
There's the Student Wolf Club, Wolfpack Club Night, Junior Wolfpack Club Night, Scout Night. So badges are given to scouts in attendance and also post-game autographs for the soccer team, which are going to be more valuable at the end of the season because we're going to have a really, really good year. We shot up in one week, from in two-week period, from 23rd all the way to 14th after beating the first of our five-game like stretch versus uh, really tough opponents, and we're already 1-0. and And last week, I just said we needed three of those five. It would yeah. be a great season. And you were like, hey, just two, let's, two out of the five. Yeah. Let's be realistic So here. now one of those remaining four, and we'll meet my goal, two of those four will meet your goal. I think we're going to surpass it, man. This team has a lot more balance in scoring. We had uh, four players this week got their first goal of their career for NC mm-hmm. State. And only five goals, so yeah. like four different players. And we're not having to rely so much on Manny Perez to score because he did a lot for us last year. And we we have so much returning talent as well. Uh, Addy Taiwo is uh, studying abroad this uh, semester, mm-hmm. actually, so that's going to be really fun for him. So he's going to be back, but he's not here with us this semester, so I'm assuming he's redshirting. Yep. But we brought back a lot of talent, including our goalkeeper, Leon Kromp. And so that's a huge, huge thing for this team, and we're going to be really good this year. Speaking of really good mm-hmm. at soccer, our, our transitions are so cheesy, but uh, <laughs> we always say speaking of. I love cheese, John, Spe- okay? Yeah, no, cheese is good, dude. Cheese well, is amazing. Right, well, quiz time. What's your favorite cheese? Uh, The American cheese slices that you get in those little packs. Oh I guess they're fake cheese. Mm. Oh, my God, this is what you do. You take a, a, a slab of, I guess my family, call, my mom calls it junk bread. So, yeah. like, your, your white bread that's all those carbs. Take a slab of cheese on it. Put it in the microwave for 15 seconds. Fold it in half. And then throw it in the trash. No, 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 no. You eat it because it tastes really, really <laughs> okay, good. Okay, all right. Anyway, I... Provolone I, cheese. Best cheese. Provolone I mean, cheese. I'm not really going to hate on any cheese yeah. unless it's like goat cheese yeah. or moly cheese. Or your or jokes. S- or Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My jokes are amazing. All right, let's get going. Women's soccer. We beat number 10, South Carolina, 2-1 to one on Sunday afternoon. They were also part of the College Cup last year, just like uh, the Akron Zips. This was the... Uh, like breaking a 13 match unbeaten streak at home. No, we have one now. Yeah, we I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I severely misspoke. Yeah. We have a 13 match unbeaten streak. We haven't at lost home at, at home Dale Soccer Park. for almost a calendar year. Yeah. I think the last time we lost at home was September 7th of 2017. Mm-hmm. So I saw that on gopack.com. Also, shout outs to gopack because those are our prime, they're our primary resource in occurring this information to give to you yeah, guys. Yeah, go pack and pack pride. Great yeah. sources, great resources for us and for you if you just are interested. I mean, if you're listening, we hope that you're interested in, yeah, of course. in the non-revenue sports. But yeah, that's where we get a lot of our information when so, we're not able to go to the games ourselves. I, sometimes I just forget to mention that, like, yeah, shout outs to go pack for being such an awesome website. Yeah. But anyway, I saw that on there, so it's not like I remembered that from a year. Um we it was a scoreless first half except for Ziara King because she's just insanely yep. good. She scored in the 28th minute, but was called off sides. The refs are she's against too us fast now. for the defense. That's what <laughs> probably <laughs> what fast. it was. Honestly, yeah. I mean, that's really what happens is like the the defense they catch you in an offside trap because you're so aggressive. You're trying to like you know beat the punch. But. Yeah, first 45 minutes was all NC State. Even though that zero zero score, we outshot um, South Carolina, a top 10 team. 11 to nothing yeah. in the first 45 minutes. They didn't even threaten to score. Yeah. Ziara King, however, did threaten to score. She scored her third goal of the season in the 50th minute, just five minutes after halftime. Got the last touch on uh, Blackwood's uh, shot from 10 yards out after Kia Rankin passed it to her. It was South Carolina's first goal allowed this season. So Yeah, and just 13 minutes later, Kia Rankin got a pass from Jenna Butler 
and she broke away and put the ball in the back of the net to double the lead at 2-0. to zero. South Carolina did get on the board in mm-hmm. the 81st minute from a header from uh, Clara Griffiths, and uh, that was as close as they got. For the two to one win for us, yeah, Sydney Wooden. She only had to make one save in the match. Our uh, backline defense was just um, incredible this game. Uh, in the final minutes of the contest, uh, she made a save to keep the equalizer from going in. Kia Rankin, uh, our midfielder, she was named ACC Player of the Week. So congratulations to uh, Kia Rankin. Um, up next, NC State will head up north for a pair of matches this weekend. The team will play Penn Friday at 5. That's today. That's today. Yeah, yeah I know. I was going to say I was gonna say that, Benjamin. Sorry. I was no, just, <laughs> just trying to keep it so the listeners understand, John. And, and then on Sunday, uh, traveling to number 14 in the country, Princeton. And we're ranked number 12 in the country right now, and the men's is number 14. So yep. three games into the season for the men's and like uh, four for the women's, and both teams are in the top 15 really showing out on the pitch. If you're interested, very good. Very I know, nice. right? Very I'm, nice. I'm yeah. very proud of myself <laughs> yeah. right now. I remembered that. Both of these uh, matches will be streamed on ESPN Plus if you want to watch. Um, I mean, I got Sling TV, so or my dad has Sling TV, so I can go watch those. But really, I just, ESPN Plus is really cool. It kind of replaced ESPN three, so you don't have to watch it on. Like hmm. I used to watch, you know, basketball games on my computer. It's like ESPN three. I thought you were doing homework, John. Yeah. Okay. That's creepy. <laughs> but, uh, let's move on to volleyball, though, because mm-hmm. uh, season just started. We started out uh, by beating VCU in five sets. VCU, if you don't know, they made the NCAA tournament last year. They're also mm-hmm. the Atlantic 10 defending champions. We won the first two sets, lost the third and fourth, but then won the fifth set 15-11. to 11. Uh, Top performers for the pack, Melissa Evans. She led all players in the match. She had 20 kills to go along with a... 311 attack percentage. I was yes. going to say the decimal there, but it's. I'm just going to say 311. You, yeah, you say it like a batting average in baseball. Yeah, yep. I got it. I got yep. it. <laughs> she uh, she also contributed eight digs, three blocks with a service ace. Kylie Pickerel notched a double-double. That's her first outing of the year. She handed out 41 assists in addition to 13 digs and three service aces. Tanya, uh, Tanny Sapatan also reached double-digit kills in the contest. With 11 and defensively, Libero, McKenzie, Kuchmanner, 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 Kuchmanner. Yep. See, I almost had it. I'm taking <laughs> German right now. Yeah. Pace the pack. She had 14 <laughs> digs while Parchment and oh, Grace sorry. Irvin each chipped in with 10 apiece. Yeah. That was the win at home to open the season Friday in Reynolds. We had a second game on Sunday in Reynolds Coliseum, and that did not go quite as well. Yeah, we hosted Washington State. Uh, we had our 12. 12- Match, home winning streak snapped. We lost in four sets to the Cougars. Our last home loss was actually a full calendar year uh, before when we lost to Kansas last year. So So, 365 days without a home loss. Pretty impressive for the Wolfpack. If you follow volleyball, you got to save August 26th and not schedule any games for us on August 26th because we don't do well on that particular day. The Cougars are not a bad team, though. They received... uh, 47 votes in the American Volleyball Coaches Association Top 25 poll, and they did advance to the second round of the NCAA tournament last season. Tenny Sopitan, she led NC State offensively. She had 10 kills. Evans pitched in with nine. Freshman Jade Parchment, she contributed seven, and Chapman tallied six. Kylie Pickerel had another great game, assisting with 32 assists to go along with six digs. 
Uh, Libero Mackenzie Kuchmaner lodged a match-high 21 digs, and defensive specialist Grace Irvin also recorded seven. Tenny Soptan, she also was great at the net, tallied three solo blocks. That's a career high for her. Up next, NC we ha- State. Oh, sorry. No, you go ahead. You no. go ahead. All right. Up next, we head to Dallas for the SMU Doubletree Classic. We begin playing the tournament against the host Mustangs, 1.30 p.m. Friday afternoon. So up next right here on Packers Life is a song break, and this is another selection by John. Yes. Not me. Oh, man. I have great taste. Absolutely, John. I do. Absolutely. <laughs> I actually like a lot of the music I that you suggest. Yeah, thank you. I didn't say all. I said a lot. All a the lot. music you play on the show I like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have yeah. different tastes, but that's fine. Everyone likes your music better, so we'll we'll play your music, John. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. Self-burn. So uh, that's that's my thing. Yeah, that's, I know. That's my special, yeah. specialty. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we're going to take a break. <laughs> and we're gonna, when we come back, we're going to preview James Madison and NC State. Don't go anywhere. This is Universal Sound by Tyler Childers. Packers Life Sports Show, John Hinton and Benjamin Denton. We hope you enjoyed that song, Universal Sound by Tyler Childers. One of my favorite uh, folk artists. He's from the Appalachian Mountains. I think he went to App State. Just, yeah, just check him out. Really cool. Really I know cool I music. was full of spite before yeah. the break, John, but I yeah. really did like that song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got some awesome news. We have a ticket giveaway. We are giving away four tickets and How a parking many? pass. Four tickets and a parking pass to the JMU game tomorrow. But there are rules. Here's what you do. What do I do, John? What do do I do? do? What do you do? Okay. I'll take the tickets and leave. That's what I'm going to do. You can finish the show. I'm not going to do Rules to entering the contest. Tweet at us, at NCSU and say, I'm listening, or we're listening, and we'll enter you into the drawing. If you do that before 5 o'clock, before the end of the show, we'll put your name in a hat, and we will contact you through Twitter DM. We uh, We could announce the winner here. If we do it on air, that's what um, we could do. That might about, be a bit bit much. Nah, we're not going to do that. We will contact you through DM. Okay. At Pack is Life NCSU, just say, I'm listening. That's Yeah, that's the we, we need to know that someone is listening. <laughs> no, we just, we, we were thinking about doing it where you follow the you follow the Twitter account. But, but then, we want, yeah, we want to do it for people who are already following and already supporting us. of yeah. the show that are listening right now. So, John, maybe, yeah, we're going to take one more break after we talk about NC State football, and John can tweet tweet that out for people who are not may not be listening right now, but if they're uh, following the account, they're going to see that they could still have a chance to win tickets. Also, if, in case you didn't know, if you missed any shows, there is a link to the SoundCloud mm-hmm. for all the shows that you missed, including if you missed last week's show, that's already up on SoundCloud. They're usually up by Monday most of the time, since we do the show Friday. Um, the yeah. uh I can't remember the name of the position, but the girl here, Clara, she does a fantastic job of posting all the shows in a timely fashion. Oh, yeah. And I really, really appreciate you, yeah. uh, Clara. If you want to go listen to our past sports analysis of things that have already happened. Or just last week, like I said, just yeah. last week. Go, Yeah, last week was a great show, I thought, honestly. Probably, Absolutely. Probably it, one of our best. I, I felt comfortable. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, we digress. Add us on Twitter. Get you some tickets and a parking pass. But most importantly... 
football season is starting tomorrow. Yes. In case you didn't know, we're hosting James Madison FCS School. John, should we be worried? Honestly, I think NC State fans should always take the opponent seriously. Okay. Always. Always? I would not worry from a logical betting perspective. Like if I were to place a bet, uh-huh. I would I would put a lot of money on NC State. But I'm not encouraging you to do that <laughs> because JMU. <laughs> okay, all right. F- I, I'm undoing it, John. Right. I'm undoing it. JMU, an FCS team, has had lots of success, particularly against uh, Division One teams. Yeah, they're twenty-eight and two in their last two seasons. They actually finished third last year in the uh, in the FCS. The, the way the FCS playoffs, the way that the playoffs should be, in my opinion. They got like sixteen teams. You got to play four games. Do they but, play a third place game? Uh, yeah, they play a third place game too. That's pretty dope. Pretty dope. It's pretty dope. But JMU twenty eight and two their last two games. Two out of their last three FBS opponents they have taken down. Of course, they took down ECU last year. Yeah, but ECU was not good. ECU was garbage, but they beat them by 20 points. Yeah. So definitely take them seriously. However, I would, I mean, again, it's the first game of the season. It's going to be at 12. So meteorologist, John, put on your meteorologist hat for us. What's the weather going to be like tomorrow? Oh, the weather for tomorrow, uh, 20% chance of rain, high of 88, low of 70, partly cloudy. Uh, shouldn't be too hot. Shouldn't be like the Syracuse game last year, which I almost passed out at. It was like I 95 got degrees. So burnt. Very, very burnt. That was yeah, that was not the greatest the greatest weather for a game. But so what about upcoming this this whole year? What can we expect from Wolfpack football? Um, expect a lot more passing than mm-hmm. last year. Like last year we had uh Naheem Hines, Reggie Gillespie, Jalen Samuels. This year it. Lost two of those to the NFL. Lost two of those to the NFL. Gillespie is a terrific back. He's like, he's a lot like Jonathan Stewart, in my opinion. And Mm -hmm. I mean, he's not with the Panthers anymore, but he's a lot like Jonathan Stewart, you know, ground and pound. He's not going to give you those explosive, like, uh, crazy, like 70 yard runs where he just outruns everybody. What he's going to do, he's going to get you those those three yards, those four yards, those five yards, just about every carry. Mm -hmm. You know, if you get a second and five off a run, the next play, the defense... You have the entire playbook. Exactly. You can yeah, do anything. Exactly. A second and short is the most is the best situation for an offense in football. And I think that's what we're going to see a lot. We're going to see a lot of <laughs> runs on first down, but we're also going to see a lot more passing than we're expected. I think we're going to really utilize uh, Ryan Finley. We're going to mm-hmm. utilize our big three receivers, uh, all returners, Kelvin Harmon, Jacoby Myers and Stephon Lewis. So why in college football is it important to have three like big receivers, like well, uh, talented receivers? In in pros, a lot of times you'll see um, they play like two tight end sets mm-hmm. with a running back. Uh, yeah, like two tight ends, two receivers, a running back, and then of course quarterbacks. A lot so of like, time with the Panthers, we'd have one wide out. A lot of yeah, a lot of times we run one wide out sets, but in college the game is so spread out mm-hmm. that I mean you see like. The way Oklahoma used to play, they used to go five wide every single time. They almost didn't even have a running back. It, it was either five wide or four wide in shotgun mm-hmm. with a running back to the quarterback's right. But what I think NC State is able to do is that when, when you have three good receivers that you can rely on, really good receivers, you can get actually. in that uh, three wide receiver, one tight end, one running back set. There's mm-hmm. so many possibilities 
You can't really focus on just Kelvin Harmon. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Jacoby Myers is going to get you for 15 yards right there off a a slant route. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, if you play, if you, if the corners play up, then, uh, you know, the receivers can, uh, that's like perfect for them to be able to block, you know, if you like run to the outside or something like that. And I mean, I think Amizi's a wide receiver, but I Mm -hmm. think we're going to see him play a little bit of tight end in those like three wide receiver sets. Like, when it's uh when it's a passing down, you're mm-hmm. gonna see him coming from that you know coming from that three point stance. I mean he's a, he's a great blocker too. He's six yeah. three, two hundred pounds. I mean I I'm just really excited because I think a lot of our offense is gonna come from like a few sets, mm-hmm. a few set like positions, but we're gonna have so much like diversity in what we're doing this year instead of last yeah. year when it was like it, okay this looks like it's gonna be a run, this looks like it's gonna be a pass. You know I think. I mean, we're still going to have that a little bit, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. going to be it's going to be different. It's that that be different. was one of my favorite things scoring the games and trying to predict the plays. I wasn't wrong a lot, surprisingly. I was right a surprising amount of time. But yeah, part of the reason we might see him easy at tight end some is cuz our our tight end at the top of the depth chart, uh Carrie Angeline, he's ineligible for the first three games because he's a transfer. So we might that's why we might see more of him easy at tight end early on. Ben, give me your X factor for tomorrow's game. See, my X factor, maybe not just for tomorrow's game, but more for this season, would be Darian Roseboro. Okay. This is a guy that he's he's the only one left of that monster defensive line we had yeah. last year. Everyone else is in the NFL. And he didn't have a lot of numbers, but he, he showed out in big moments. Like when he, uh, the Pitt game, um, I think he's from Pittsburgh, or I think it was either he was from Pittsburgh or his dad had just died earlier mm. that week. And he showed out, even though despite you know playing in the shadow, couldn't help it, of Bradley Chubb. And uh, our defensive, the rest of the defensive line. Yeah. So, Contavious Street, yeah. PJ Hill, all those guys. Can Roseboro step up and not be Bradley Chubb? Because no one can be yeah. Bradley Chubb. Yeah. But can he be a premier pass rusher that requires other coaches to game plan against him specifically? Yeah. Because he definitely has the potential to do that. And this is kind of that year is. Is he going to do that now yeah. that it's kind of his defensive line right now? I think it's it would be really big for our defensive line, too, because, uh, I mean, it's really tough to lose that many players in yeah. the comeback. I mean, not just our defensive line, but our front seven in general. We lost uh, a couple linebackers, too. Arias Moore Ari- and Fernandez. Exactly, yeah. So, Roseboro, he's going to have to step up. He's going to have to be the leader. And now, I mean, we got a lot of good recruits. We got yeah. a lot. We were very deep at these positions last year, but... I mean, we're, we're really recruiting the state of North Carolina very, very well. First couple games, watch how we defend the run. And JMU, actually, they have a very good uh, two-headed monster, uh, good Has, rushing attack. Yeah. Yeah, Most it. really good FCS schools really do have like this crazy run game yeah. most of the time. Yeah, so watch how we defend that tomorrow. Watch how we really defend it uh, the first couple games, especially when we start getting into ACC mm-hmm. play. It's going to be a big tell for how our defense is just going to perform this season. What about you? Yeah. What's what's your X factor for tomorrow's game or even maybe for the rest of the year? My X factor is definitely Jacoby Myers because Jacoby, he put up a lot of numbers mm-hmm. last year. He had 60-some catches. Um, I think he had know, six or 800 yards receiving. Six or 800 yards receiving. He was always like kind of slept on. I remember he had a huge, huge touchdown against Florida State. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we went down to uh, Tallahassee and whooped him, but <laughs> uh, um, but I, I really think he's going to have a breakout year. And I mean, Kelvin Harmon, he's that. Um, I mean, I'm just going to make the comparison. He's he's our Antonio Brown. You know, mm-hmm. he's not as as good as Antonio Brown, but the way he plays, like he plays a lot bigger than his body. He plays, uh, you know, jumping up. 
getting to that high point of the ball, like and just catching as as it, can. just catching it, yeah, catching the ball every time, every time. I think Kelvin Harmon's that guy, and then Jacoby Myers is like our juju, you know? Yeah, our X factor. Like you got to play around the yeah. other guy. You got to shift your defense to his yeah. side, mm-hmm. and he's gonna, Myers can come in and. I mean, Jacoby Myers, he's a red zone target. You mm-hmm. know, you can throw it up. He's gonna go get it. He's uh, he's quick enough where he can run those slants, run those curl routes. He also you had know. a couple of really long touchdowns last year as well. Yeah, Him exactly. and Stephon Lewis are similar in that they'll take the top right off of a defense oh, if yeah. they're not paying attention. Oh, yeah. They're they're great like uh, deep threats that we have. I think Jacoby Myers, I think he's going to have a huge season. He's not going to you know take over that number one receiver spot from Kelvin Harmon. But, I mean, I think he might compete for it. Honestly. Yeah, because... Yeah. Defenses are might be shifting towards Harmon, and you know he's going to be the beneficiary of that. Possibly. Exactly, him or yep. Stephon Lewis. But in your case, you're saying it's going to be Myers. Yeah. So, do you have a score prediction for tomorrow's game? Score prediction. Uh, Pack Pride actually predicted this score to be 38-20. I predict it to be 38 to 13. I think it's close at half. I actually think it's going to be 21-13 at half. NC State. Really specific. Then, okay. Really spe- Yes. I'm. Yeah. Yeah, this is being recorded, John. So I am. we're gonna we're gonna be able to come back and visit this. Yep. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm predicting it. Bet your money on it. It will happen. Twenty-one to thirteen at halftime. Thirty-eight thirteen final score. I think JMU scores first, and Carter Finley goes silent, and then they realize, oh my god, we're fine. You know, <laughs> like Carter Finley is gonna be crazy. Oh tomorrow. yeah, yeah. It is gonna be like an SEC stadium. I hate to you know pump up the SEC, but they do fill their stadiums. Oh, better than anybody it, else. It's going to be in SEC. maybe Ohio State. Yeah. Texas A&M. Oh, or Michigan. They're in the SEC house. now. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Go Blue. Go Blue. Well, what I'm saying, <laughs> it's going to be crazy tomorrow, and I do I do not disagree with the fact that JMU scoring first. I, I With my prediction, I think it's going to be a higher-scoring game. I don't think... Like, the defense has so many new people. I think it'll take them a few games to get to find their identity and find what they're really good at. Yeah. So I would say I'm, I'm thinking we're going to... I think we hang like 50 points on them. And really? I think they score, I, I'll just say right here, 45 to like 31, something with a lot of touchdowns. 45 31. Yeah. Okay. That's you what know, I'll say. I really like, I just want to see a win and oh, I want to yeah, sure. see a bunch of touchdowns. So, like, if we win 56 to 49, I'll be fine. That'd with be that. amazing. I honestly, I don't care. It's exciting. It's good football and NC State's winning. You know, I mean, I think people look into that um, in college football. They look into how you beat the opponent too much. Like, these guys are, like, all college athletes are good. You know, yeah. if you're playing football, even at a D, Division two level, you are a good athlete. You, mm-hmm. there is, like, JMU could potentially beat NC State, and yeah. we would still be a top ACC program. And I think people fail to realize that in college. A lot of times they just, um, you know, they think, Oh, there's the the Alabamas. And I mean Alabama, they do win like fifty six to three against some programs. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, you know, the small programs. And then in the NFL, any given Sunday. It's yeah. like what they say. I say like any given Saturday. I mean, we've seen App State beat Michigan. Yeah. At Michigan. Hopefully that doesn't happen with us. I don't think it will. I'm just saying, like, even if we win by only a point or a touchdown or a field goal, a win is a win. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. sometimes these teams have NFL talent. Yeah. Like Marshall had a really good receiver last year. Oh, yeah. The Panthers' backup quarterback, Taylor Heineke, who's solidified his backup position, yeah. which I'm actually feeling pretty confident yeah, with. He's, but he's, he came from Old Dominion. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, an FCS school, Carson Wentz, FCS school. So, so sometimes yeah. there's, a, there's NFL talent on these teams. Oh, so absolutely. You never know. Absolutely. Yeah. But the rest of college football oh, is yeah. starting up on Saturday. Oh, yeah. 
and I know you are super pumped for it. <laughs> so, what are some of the national games that you're going to be looking at, John? Uh, one of the biggest games is uh, it's not a top 25 matchup, but Louisville, um, you know, without Lamar Jackson taking on Alabama, which I mean, I just want to see if it's not a blowout. Yeah, Louisville's on our schedule, so I am going to be looking at that game, yeah. hoping Louisville wins, gets a good record when we beat Louisville. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Helps us out. Exactly. But some other good games, uh, Auburn, War Eagle, taking on Washington, uh, Michigan and Louisville, not not Louisville, Michigan and LSU. Notre Dame. Oh, no. Notre Dame. I see Miami, Miami and LSU Sometimes on Sunday. I confuse myself. And an early ACC matchup, Virginia Tech and Florida State playing on Monday. Florida State, of course, overhyped. Because I will say they always this, are. again, I mean, they are getting a really good quarterback back. Yeah. And they lost him last oh, year. Oh, you mean Francois? Yeah. Yeah. He was really good when he played. He was he was decent. No, he was really good. He was a he would have been a Heisman candidate. Do you remember had, when uh that like picture of him went viral because it looked like Cam Newton? Under oh, his on helmet. the sideline yeah. with his helmet on. Yeah. It like looked that was that was it wild. did from that angle. It really yeah. did. But um I mean, yeah, big uh, top 25 matchups week one, as there always are. I think Auburn's going to beat Washington. I think uh, Michigan's going to beat Notre Dame. And I think I think Miami's going to start off the season with... Michigan-Louisville, uh, right? No, Michigan-Notre Dame. Louisville takes on Alabama. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but I think uh, I think Miami's going to get the win over an SEC opponent. You know what would be Help amazing? the ACC? What? Is Louisville beating Alabama. Not gonna happen. But I know it, but would, it, would, be it, it would, would be amazing. It would be amazing. I would rather Louisville beat Alabama almost. It's than okay. NC State just beat wait. JMU. Uh, just wait until Auburn and Alabama play, because they will I in mean, the Iron Bowl. Yeah, and then the and season. then yeah, and Auburn will ruin their undefeated season. It's happened before. And then Alabama's still gonna get in the playoffs <laughs> anyway because they're Alabama. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh well. I'm, I'm really excited for college football. I'm excited. I mean, I always like the playoff. I hope they switch it to eight teams soon. Maybe even sixteen one day, but I would like um I would like eight. I don't know about sixteen. Sixteen, well, you might get teams with four and five losses in there. Four at least. Some teams eh, with four. When sorry you add sound, when you <laughs> add more teams, <laughs> it's just going to be people wanting to put mm-hmm. more SEC teams with a lot of losses in the turn. In that's the, a, in that's the a good point, actually. Well, I, look, they played the toughest schedule because they played the teams we had ranked the my, highest. Um, my. My system that I talked about, I don't know if I talked about it on the show, but I was talking about it with my friends. Uh, you get eight teams. You get the the Power Five conference winners. Mm-hmm. Automatic bid. You automatic win the bid. conference championship, you get an automatic bid. Two at-large bids, uh-huh. and then one non-Power Five at-large bid. One non-Power Five? Yes. Like UCF last year. Went undefeated and didn't even get a chance. I don't, I think if there was an 18 playoff, they would have gotten in. As that oh, last absolutely. Sh- they should have gotten in last year. I don't know about that. They should have. Have they you not heard? They, they are the national champions. John. Either you here. Here's the here's okay. I just got to talk for a minute. <laughs> either no, no, you, you either you say they're not in Division One, or you let them play for the championship when they're undefeated. The you, problem with that is just teams giving themselves easier schedules so, to go undefeated. So, so if you're saying that a team could be eliminated from national championship discussion based on their strength of schedule. Not always. It's a it's a case by case basis, and I understood not putting UCF in there. I I think UCF would have. I honestly think they would have at least gotten to the championship. I but, I can't say that that already happened. They didn't yeah. get it, and I I don't know I about mean, you, but they are the national champions, John. In case they, you hadn't they, heard, they are. Yeah, they're the only team who didn't lose. But I mean, and of course, hindsight's 
2020, but you would have put them in over Alabama, who ended up winning the playoff, which is, I mean, football is wild. Sound like you know? you're arguing for my side here. No, I'm saying like, just because Alabama won in that spot doesn't mean that UCF wouldn't have. Yeah. So we're oh, going to well. take uh, <laughs> one more break. Check the Twitters because it's hard to monitor that stuff when we're on air talking about all this stuff, keeping you guys informed. Again, we are giving away tickets. We've already had a couple entries. So tweet at us, say, I'm listening, and we will enter you into a drawing. As long as you do it before uh, 5 p.m. and we go off of air. Exactly. Because you can't be listening if we're not on air, guys. Yep. So uh, right here is another song selected by uh, John. It is Deaf Havana, and the song is called Sing. We'll be right back on Packers Life Sports Show, WKNC. Packers Life Sports Show, Benjamin Denton and John Hinton. That was seeing the reworked version by Def Havana. Uh, typically a heavy metal band, but as you heard, that song was not heavy metal. Uh, we're going to talk about the Panthers, pro football, fantasy football, as everybody loves fantasy football. I don't know how to feel about it this year. Why? Because I'm so bad at it every year. I mean, I'm super good. I know. I'm, so I'm actually... What could you do to change that? I guess I could not listen to you. Oh, got him. All right, that's not true. Mm, yeah. You know I, I, stuff, I won our league last year. I know. It was your league. You, you rigged it. It doesn't somehow. matter. <laughs> yeah, okay, never mind. All right, but yes, let's talk about the Panthers. They just completed the preseason last night with a 39-25 loss against the Steelers. Tell me why that's a good thing. That is a really good thing for the very simple reason that the Cleveland Browns, a year that will live on in infamy, <laughs> went 4-0. Oh, the Detroit Lions, I'm sorry. The Detroit Lions went 4-0. The, the Browns did it last year, too. Yeah, but they did. They went 4-0 Yeah, they the went 4-0 in the preseason. Don't go 4-0. I'm so glad that we lost last night. Part of the reason I didn't watch, because I knew I'd be rooting for us to lose, because going 4-0 in the preseason is never a good thing, and it's because the season never goes out. You actually have a really good argument why this was the best possible preseason and best possible outcome for the yes. Carolina Panthers. Because in 2015, of course, the year where we went 15-1. and one, and, Yes, preach. Uh, I'm not going to say lost the Super Bowl. I'm going to say we when we won the NFC Championship, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we played the exact same preseason schedule and had the exact same results. So I guess we're going to get to the Super Bowl. We also Bowl don't have Kelvin year. Benjamin. So yes, we're getting to the Super Bowl. I actually, aside from all of those things, not having Kelvin Benjamin, I think, is going to help us immensely. But yeah. like... Just the fact that we had the same. It's nice same, having a receiver who can move, or isn't not just a, a statue. A terrible, like a terrible person. <laughs> like who yeah. knows? Anyway, Panthers this year. I think I also think they could get to the Super Bowl. Completely unbiased opinion, but what do you think their record is? Looking at their schedule, what do you expect? Do you think we get a fifteen and one season, eleven wins, thirteen wins? What do you think? You know, I really don't. I don't like to predict crazy success. Too bad so. we're gonna have to do it this year, John. <laughs> I think the Panthers are going to go 12 and 4. 12 and 4. I think we we're going to win a couple games that we probably shouldn't win. We're not going to beat New Orleans twice. We're going to lose a couple games that we probably shouldn't lose. So Actually, like, we might even lose to New Orleans twice. No, we're not going to lose to New Orleans twice. 
I don't know, man. Three times last year. They're good. Three times. Yeah, last year. I hate it when they're good. Last year. My life was so good when they weren't good. It was like it's <laughs> like it gets better when New Orleans gets worse. Yeah. Although I do like Drew Brees. But we start out uh, at home against the Cowboys on September 9th. That's a week from Sunday. That means the entire country has it's to a talk dub. about us. It's a dub. Well, yeah, of course, because it's at home. I don't think we've opened not, at well, home. The Cowboys are terrible. Well, I wouldn't say they're terrible. They are terrible. They do have Jack Prescott, who is not as good as a Dallas fan will tell you he is, but he's still good. They have Zeke Elliott, who is really good. Yeah, no doubt. And they Those still have that O-line. They are minus Des Bryant. And Zach Smith is gone. But still, they had like five Pro Bowl caliber players on that O-line. I don't know if all of them made the Pro Bowl, but they had a really good O-line last year. So I just don't know who he's going to throw to, honestly. Jason Witten's retired. Des Bryant's gone. Cole uh, Beasley. Cole Beasley, yeah. Sunshine. He's probably going to get traded to New England, Sunshine. honestly. he's <laughs> Yeah. Um, Cole Beasley is like if uh, Brenton Burson was guy. successful. Yeah, I, I like Cole Beasley. He's a good dude. But Brenton Burson is my favorite receiver of all time. But you were talking about record. I think we go 12-4. and four. I think we lose at the Eagles, at the Saints, at the Steelers, and... Um, Oh, we get the and, Browns and this gonna, year. Yeah, dude. Dude, the Browns are winning the Super Bowl. Don't would, at me. I would not do be not. I would not be upset do, if that happened. Do not talk to me. No, but Browns are winning the Super Bowl. They're <laughs> supposed to at us right now, yeah. up until five o'clock. If you at Packers Life NCSU That's and true. you say, I am listening, you will be entered to win the four tickets and parking pass we have to the JMU NC State game tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Plugging it like a professional. Yes. But continue. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. I don't know. I don't. I actually forgot what I was saying. You were I saying saw the you opportunity for a plug. You were saying you wouldn't mind if the Browns won the Super Bowl. I wouldn't. I'm going to be pulling so hard for the Browns this year. I, Me too. I, I think everyone is, ima- honestly. Imagine going 0-16 and then going 16-0. and You know how the Patriots <laughs> have all this hatred? I think the Browns just have all this pity. Like, the collective <laughs> nation collectively pities Cleveland yeah. as a football city. Not as a basketball city, but as a football city. They collectively are pitying Cleveland. I yeah. think that pity and they is going to propel the Browns. They got So I think we lose. We beat the Falcons twice. We're going to lose to the Saints on the road. We're going to lose to the Steelers on the road. We're going to lose to the Eagles on the road. And we're going to lose to the Browns on the road. So you think we beat the Seahawks in November? Yeah, they're terrible. That makes me so happy. They're, they're, they, Seahawks actually might go 5-11, and 4-12. and 12. Are you serious? Yes, I am. Uh, I am so serious. I don't, I, I don't like the Seahawks or Russell Wilson, but they are not going to do that with Russell Wilson as the quarterback. Mm. I don't like him, but that guy is really good. In a division with the Rams, the 49ers, in a conference with those teams, the Vikings, the Packers, the Panthers, the Saints, the Falcons, the Eagles, the Giants, I can't see the Seahawks winning nine games. I'm serious. I, I could see an eight and eight, nine and seven, but I still think we'd have trouble with them just because it's Seattle. I think it'd be more of a mind game thing. That's true. Because we've always had trouble with Seattle, and we always play them for some reason. Yeah, and I'm, well, the reason we always play them is Super Bowl year we beat them though. Super Bowl year we beat them in the in the regular season and the playoffs. The regular season game it was I, amazing. I, I remember that season just like everything, but um, that was to go five and zero. Oh, that was when Greg Olson had that long touchdown from Cam, like. Just, that was when the rest of the country, the rest of the country went oh, serious. They might be good. Yeah, but uh, what do you think our record is? I mean, I said twelve and four, over I'm, under. All right, same. I'm looking at it game by game. Cowboys dub, Falcons dub, Bengals dub. I mean, who do the Bengals even have? Do they still have Andy Dalton at quarterback? Yeah. Uh, Giants, that's a dub. That's um, a scary game. 
Yeah, because it's Saquon Barkley and Jonathan Stewart. Didn't Jonathan Stewart go on the Giants? Jonathan Stewart's also on the Giants. Odell is back and healthy. He's got his deal. Well-deserved, yeah, I might Eli add. Yeah, but Manning lost his job Sterling to Geno Shepard. Smith. No, he didn't. Year. No, he didn't. Like, almost. No, he didn't. They were, they were, the management was confused. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all I know is you had Eli Manning, a healthy Eli Manning on the sideline, and you went, I think Geno Smith gives us a better chance. No, they were they were oh, they were they bad. Were, they were three and eleven, and they were saying, "I think Geno Smith gives us a better chance in the next ten years." Oh yeah, maybe to lose games. Anyway, yeah. I'm not super intimidated by New York. You know what? You want to know what my week by week record was predicting the Panthers uh, that year? We went fifteen and one. What? It was fifteen and one. I predicted the win. You're every too week. optimistic, buddy. I'm very optimistic, but. Honestly, I see us losing to Tampa one time, probably. Ugh. If it was early... That would kill me. I feel like that's what we're going to do now. Yeah. I think early in the season with a new offensive coordinator, I think my, uh, I think maybe maybe the Bengals give us a hard time. I do think we'll ultimately win that game, but I just think because Cam has had the same, albeit terrible, offensive coordinator for the last five years, he now has a new one. So I think we're going to see... A re- yeah. yeah. We're going to see a resur- you know, uh, resurgent um, season from Cam, by the way. I, I was talking, I agree. I was talking with my dad about North Turner, and he mm-hmm. said that Troy Aikman used to say that North Turner is probably the best quarterbacks coach coordinator in the league, at least because mm-hmm. he, he was Troy Aikman's coordinator. He definitely was at the time of Troy Aikman, definitely was before he was the head coach of the Chargers. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested to see what what he has to say, like, you know, about North Turner. Well, North Turner runs a uh, spread offense, right? Or yeah, more he spread runs offense. like uh, the kind of offense that I was talking about with NC State, where you got those three Five receiver, wideouts, three receiver. Oh yeah, three, three receiver, receiver, one tight end, one running back. But that's five passing options, two running options, and you know well, three four now blo- with four Cam. blocking options. Oh, you said you're counting Cam. Yep, but yeah, I'm counting Cam. Yep. And mm-hmm. we have a lot. We have a lot more talent on the offensive side of the ball than we've had since Cam Newton has been in Carolina. I watched. I watched a detailed. I agree again. Yeah, and I think we're going to keep six receivers this year. Mm-hmm. I think if anyone gets cut, it's going to be Demir Bird. I don't think they're going to cut Demir Bird, but I guess I agree. Just looking at the people ahead of him, this is the first time since Cam Newton's been here that it's been like we have a lot of good receivers. Yeah. Which I guess could change. Like three games in, you might hear me on here. Man, Cam doesn't have any talent around him. <laughs> he's not doing well because I'm like ride or die for Cam Newton, man. He's one of my favorite oh, yeah. players. But to circle this all back, I think I think we get like 11 wins, and I do think we'll, 11 wins. I like. Well, that. I think we'll go to the Super Bowl. We'll make a run in the playoffs. Okay. Because okay. I don't like. I don't know. I'm not sure about our secondary. I'm really not. Uh, Bradbury is Josh Norman all over again. Not in personality, but in that he's super underrated. No one nationally knows how good he is yet. One guy and I want really good. One guy I want to talk about is Dante Jackson, the yeah. other cornerback, because oh, he's so he fast. is he's so fast. <laughs> he is so fast. He's going to be uh, the day one starter on the opposite side of Bradbury. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited. We play um, we play man to man, so he's uh, Bradbury's going to match up with the number one, Dante Jackson with the number two. I'm still upset we got rid of Trey Boston when we did because we could really use Trey Boston now. I think he was a starter in San Diego. But yeah. like I mean, we just Kurt cut Coleman's him. gone. Yeah, we cut Boston for really no reason. He was not a starter caliber player then, but he'd be yeah. nice to have now because Corn- we have Mike Adams and uh Corn Elder. Corn Elder's Deshaun a Golden. A nickel. Corn yeah, Elder. but he can still play safety. I mean, yeah, true. He can but still that's, play safety. That's a corner playing safety versus if we had kept Trey Boston. I'm still confused why we got rid of him, but he'd be nice to have now. All yeah. I'm saying is Agreed. our secondary is gonna be a little bit shaky. 
our linebacker core will be the best in the NFL. Oh, it always bar is. Bar none. Bar yeah. none. As long as you have Luke Keekley out there, and Shaq Thompson's going to have a great year as well. Shaq, TD, and Luke, always. I mean... Did you see Luke in the in the game versus the Patriots? Yeah, that he, was, was, he was a beast. That was goat-level play in beast. the preseason, man. He was a beast. Hey, that's I where think, the greatest make their name, man. Preseason football. I think Shaq is about to have a Pro Bowl season. Pro Bowl? Pro Bowl season. Considering that he's outside an outside linebacker. linebacker in a 4-3, which they never get yeah. Pro Bowls. That's why Thomas Davis doesn't have, like... 10 Pro Bowls or 8 well, or not, however much. They don't never get Pro Bowls. Thomas just, Davis and Levante David are the two guys that get it every year. Now. Yeah. Now, That's why I'm thinking that Shaq takes Thomas Davis' place. Yeah, and Davis is out the first four games, which is so yeah. terrible. The NFL can't get anything right from a PR perspective. Just yeah. in the fact that like Thomas Davis might be one of the just the greatest dudes. He was Walter Payton Man of the Year. And like yep. anyway, NFL, you guys... But we still watch. We still watch. We do fantasy football, and I'm going to be watching the Panthers every single Sunday, and you guys listening probably will as well because you love the state of North Carolina, and we have some great sports teams. So back to the drawing. We're going to DM the winner of the drawing after the um, after the show. Yep. Actually, we have our winner now, so we're just going to go ahead oh, really? and announce it. Yeah, congratulations to Amanda Larson at... Arrow Mano, uh, you'll be receiving a DM for from us shortly, and yep, instructions will follow. So, congratulations! Wow, we got to give stuff away. I always like free stuff. Yeah, free, free stuff st- is amazing. Yeah, we're college students, dude. We gotta have free stuff. They charge you so much Only for we get everything. Free college. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, well, it would be. Anyway, thanks so much <laughs> for uh, listening with us every week, and hope you come back and join us uh, next week at four o'clock. Appreciate oh, yeah. your time. We know that is very valuable, and the fact that you would sit and listen. Uh, to the show. Thank you, Amanda, also for listening as well. Oh, yeah. And now you get some free Shouts. tickets and a parking pass. Enjoy the game, yeah. All right, so uh, I think that's everything we have for you guys. We'll see you guys uh, next week.